It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Wednesday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. If it's Wednesday, it's hump day. And if it's hump day, it's Tony Burke day. Welcome, Hello, John. Welcome in, buddy, wearing his Texas Rangers shirt. First place Texas Rangers. I'm sorry, wearing his first place Texas Rangers shirt. Did you see Houston's win last night? I saw it in the TBS? paper. I did oh, not. John, incredible. I couldn't stay awake last night. Long weekend. Incredible. I was trying to watch the Rangers, trying to watch the Diamondbacks. And you know how you just go, after, I'm going to bed. After I saw my boy Slugger yesterday at the liquor store and you today, I'm kind of glad I didn't go to the lake this weekend. You guys are <laughs> taking a long time to recover here. Now, he didn't come home till yesterday, he told me. You too? Yeah, I came home yesterday. Oh, had to stay God. and clean up. <laughs> how bad did it get that you had to stay an extra day just to clean up? No, no. You I, know, I don't want any stories. Well, give, I'll, give I'll say one. I'll give say one, one thing. Story. You know, the people are there, guess. I, I had buddies down. My family went to the lake, uh, and then I had some buddies down Sunday Monday. John couldn't make it. And you know how that is. You got six guys and having a good time, and there's nobody else there but you. We play a little golf Monday morning to start the day. Cub run? Cub right. run down there, Shady Holler. Shady Holler. Hollow. That's, that's how Sissy Spacek and Loretta Lynn would say it. Tony, I thought I remember Shady telling Holler. you about nine days ago that I was in. I never <laughs> never got a text. So. That's good. My phone was uh, was dead yeah, for about oh, okay. He doesn't you. have an iPhone. He's got one of those <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, void, uh, droids or whatever it is. So he, 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 it, he, There's no way to put appointments on there or reminders. <laughs> it is Wednesday, August 9th. Welcome to the show. Already in progress. Eminem Cartage Hotline's open. 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. 502-414-1450. A lot to get to today. We'll get Tony's reaction to all this crazy college football realignment. I'll be glad when the games finally start. I'm so sick of talking about name, image, and likeness, transfer portal, and now conference realignment. It is brutal to have to come in here every day and wonder, where's Cal? Where's Stanford? They're, they're going to be in the ACC? Atlantic Coast Conference. Nothing says Atlantic <laughs> Coast Conference like West, you know, midnight football <laughs> on the West Coast. It's unbelievable. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. We'll see. I would like to think the Pac-12 would rebound and somehow convince Boise State and San Diego State and UNLV and Colorado State and a couple of other schools to come on in. Let's try to remake the Pac-12. But that's not going to happen. This yeah, because there, there's not enough money in those schools to, yeah. to get the TV contracts and all that and good stuff. As we said, say all the time, it all comes down to TV and money. And the TV was going to be Apple Plus. Apple TV, you were going to have to buy it, stream it, and nobody wants to do that, and nobody wants to go to the schools where their families back home can't have to buy Apple TV to watch some of their games. I just hope it doesn't come down to I got to pay to watch Louisville or Kentucky or Indiana or Notre Dame play football. I got to pay a fee every game. Hey, you want to watch this week's game against Navy? Nine ninety nine. You want to watch it? Oh, wait a minute. Notre Dame's playing uh, Michigan this week. Fifteen ninety nine for that game. I see it in the future. I hope I'm wrong. 
I hope uh, ESPN, Fox Sports, CBS, NBC keep their heads and allow me to sit in my recliner on Saturday because it's all about me. It is. Sit in my recliner and flip around and watch different games. At yeah. least I got one more year of that. Yeah, if they made you pay for games and took away media passes, John, you, you might as well just pack it in. I'd uh, be a big pickleball fan. <laughs> be watching a lot of pickleball tournaments. Um, by the way, the Bats lost last night 14-4 to to St. Paul in St. Paul. Back at it tonight. today. 2.07, first pitch today. I'm guessing 135 pregame, uh, about a half hour after I go off the air right here on the Big X. 137. Is Nick really doing 137 just because the game's at If the game's at 207, pregame is 137. He can't pick up two more minutes and just talk for No, it's minutes. it's very scheduled when he's on the call. 137 pregame That's today. Right. <laughs> Bats at St. Paul up in Minnesota against the Saints. All right. The Mega Millions is out. It's gone. Oh, no. Scooter lived where the winner bought the ticket. I did. What county is this? Duval. Duval County, Florida, to Publix. Uh, Scooter says, what did you tell me before? I'm, I'm holding out hope that it's somebody I knew. <laughs> <laughs> so the $1.55 billion um, jackpot is now gone. Back down. Now... Well, Only. I mean, I'm not going to win it, but I'm going to be mad if I win Friday $20 million. Yep. Um, one, Are you, win- you going to be mad? Yes. One winner. <laughs> one winner, yeah. One ticket. Yep. Can, Crazy. I mean, I can go to the Imaginarium if I want to. I, we've, all, we've all done that. I had people telling me as they bought tickets last night, uh, uh, it's just uh, you're going to get to pick out your car. Just pick out whatever <laughs> car you want. Lamborghini, whatever you want. Just pick it out after I come back in here and tell you I won. Well, unless you – I sold it to you in Duval County, Florida. You're not going to come see me. Um, the Thornton's text line is open as well, 414-1450. Don't forget to stop by Thornton's on your way down the road on this hot day. It's going to rain tonight, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller, 89 cents at Thornton's. You heard that right, only 89 cents. So come in today, grab a fountain drink. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Scooter, I know you watched it. Tony, did you happen to catch Hard Knocks last night? I didn't realize it was on, John. Oh, man. I, I had a ball I game. Should and have texted I texted you. Well, I, I came home and I watched uh, Brandon Fott pitch last I night. I did. So. I watched a lot of Brandon Fott, too. Pitch well again. Uh, Dodgers are the Dodgers. And you texted me something very interesting. Sounded like a Dodger home game in uh, Phoenix last night. It, it, it was if around home plate, it was mixed. And if you looked at the outfield or down the lands, Dodger everybody had on blue. They, they travel and they're everywhere. Yeah, and you got to remember where Phoenix is compared to, you know, Los Angeles. So a lot of people are transplanted. Uh, Arizona actually scored two in the eighth, two in the ninth, but the Dodgers hung on for a 5-4 win. Um, look, Brandon's 0-6. His ERA is over seven. But he's not getting any run support when he pitches. We were in Cincinnati when he pitched. The next game, San Francisco, at San Francisco, he lost one, one nothing. nothing. And then two hits last night. It was one nothing Dodgers until the fifth inning, and uh, he gave up a few hits. You know, a couple squibbers. Uh, Freddie Freeman hit a spinner down the left spinner field, spinner down the down the third baseline that just, just went so, right around the base. And the announcer actually said, "I don't know how that stayed fair. I don't know how that didn't spin foul, but it did. Stayed fair, and luck's part of the game, and that's what happens." But uh, Dodgers win last night five four. The Reds lost again. So Ed's, I saw Ed's tweet. Scooter's given up, by the way. 
They're Ed, a game and a half out, Tony. Scooter's giving up. Ed is on David Bell something fierce every time I see something. Well, he won't text me because I told him in uh, April they should get rid of David Bell. And even when they were a 12-game winning streak, I said, it's not because it's David Bell. It's because Ellie De La Cruz and, That's got a and, hit. and Matt McClain and all these guys. And the, they, they didn't go out and get a pitcher, which I said they needed to do at the uh, – at the deadline, and it is catching up with them now. They'll they'll go with twelve thirty five today against Miami. Johnny Cueto, former Red, pitches for the Marlins today. He's zero and three with the five thirty two. Does that give you hope? Yeah, it gives you hope. I still think the Reds c- can get it. it going again. Everybody goes through these bad slumps. He's shaking you know. his head over there. Game and a half. Y'all are ignorant. I mean, how long have you been Reds fans? <laughs> In two days. How long have you been Reds fans? It- uh, it was 1971 70, for me. Yeah, I would say about 70. Until ca- and, until cable TV. But I went through two big red machine years. I haven't lived the down years like you have, Scooter. Like all 33 years of my <laughs> life. Yeah, I know. That's that's why I have no hope, John. That's why I've given up because I've seen this Wait story way minute. too many times. You were born in 89. Correct. They won it in 90. Well, I was. You don't born. remember that? Nope, don't remember. <laughs> Hey, John, what about your Cubs? Graham Ashcraft for the Reds today, by the way. What about your Cubs? They've caught the Reds. Beat the Mets. They're uh, Technically, they're in second. They're percentage points ahead of the Reds right now uh, in the National League Central. They've scored more runs by far than anybody in the second half oh, since the All-Star break. That's crazy. Um, they they decided, and I'm, I'm glad they did, to hang on to Cody Bellinger and Marcus Stroman. They were on the trading block. You know, well, we're going to see how we do and decide. They said, well, you know what? We're in it. We're going to keep them. And that's the beauty of seven teams in each league making the playoffs, Tony. A lot more teams believe we're still in it. We're still in it. We're going to go out and get somebody. You know, the Mets trade Scherzer and, uh, and uh, Verlander. The Astros, or not the Astros, the the White Sox get rid of Giolito, Berger, guys like that. So the have-nots, they say, okay, we're done. But there are so many teams, even the Angels at that point thought they were in it. They're out of it now. But they thought they were in it, and uh, after seven straight losses, maybe Artie Moreno saying, I should have traded Shohei Otani. But I don't think so because he still brings fans to the ballpark. Artie's still making money on Shohei. Always, always. There's no way with uh, like we have always talked about the Japanese following and the West Coast, but you you know, John, I, I'm looking at these wild card standings. Man, it there's a lot of teams alive, and there's still a lot of games to play. And there's that that's what you were talking about. More teams making it, and with all these teams in the wild card chase, I mean, these games all matter. I mean, the Marlins. You don't even think about the Marlins, but the Marlins are a half game behind the Reds and the Cubs, and yeah. they're right in it. Arizona's and they even hardly won a game in the second half, and they're two. You know, there are a couple teams ahead of them, but they're two games out of the out of the wild card. Yeah, and they've lost eight of ten. Yeah, and they're even at fifty seven and fifty seven. There was a time earlier in the year this young Diamondbacks team was in first place. So right now, Giants lead the wild card race, and the Phillies they have the same record. They're both three games ahead of the Cubs and Reds. Now the Cubs, as I mentioned have played two fewer games than the Reds, so they have a percentage point lead if the season ended today, which it can't because Cubs haven't played enough games, the Cubs would be in, the Reds would be out. But this we're two days away from the Reds being in first place in the National League Central if certain things happen. It's crazy. Yeah, and that's why don't give up, Reds fans. Scooter don't like that team. Already. Don't give up, it, Has Ed given up, you think? Did you get that feeling? I get that feeling. <laughs> I mean, hopefully other people stay on board because I'm off. 
God. Weren't and you I, off earlier in the year? I, ho- I hope they prove me wrong. I really do. The wasn't one, early in the year you were off too till I, they, they got hot? I pretty much start being off. <laughs> yeah. It was. I think it was uh, March 31st. The Reds were 0-1 and Scooter was saying they're, they're done. Out of here. They're <laughs> terrible. The Rays uh, in the American League have a five-game lead in the wild card. Uh, the Astros, another game and a half lead. So the, uh, the Rays are going to get in. The Astros, I'm going to, I'm thinking are going to get in. Alvarez is healthy now. They got Verlander back from uh, from the Mets. The Astros are just good. Kyle Tucker, a grand slam in the top of the ninth last night to turn a six-three deficit into a seven-to-six win over a really talented Baltimore team. Then you got the Blue Jays. They're two games clear of Seattle, who, by the way, was out of it and now is back in it. That's the beauty of the wild card. Uh, See that Julio Rodriguez home run, Rob? The catch last night? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. When batters hit home runs, okay, bombs, they flip the bat, beat your chest. You got to, you got to, you got a routine, right? If you're you're Fernando Tatis Jr., Everybody going to see me, mm-hmm. right? I, look what I just did. Well, he hit one to dead center last night. And Julio Rodriguez went up, and again, it's live. You don't know if he caught it. He comes down. He looks kind of like he's sulking. He's walking back toward the infield slowly. And they actually showed the pitcher, George Kirby, kind of go, oh, man, I wonder how close that was. Tatis is going around the bases. He's halfway to second. <laughs> And Julio Rodriguez just opens the glove. glove up. That is and the awesome. Ball is in there, and he just starts smiling. That's awesome. It was. It, it's I the outfielder's it answer to, to the bat. Field. Yeah, it was. It was right? great. It was fantastic. And look, I'm not a big Tatis guy. I know Tatis loves him some Tatis. He's getting paid a million dollars a game or whatever it is. And Julio Rodriguez is a star, mm-hmm. and he's probably going to be one of those guys I don't like either in the future. Because he'll probably get a free agent deal with the Yankees, and uh, I'll be hating on him. But it was it was great to see Tatis kind of get put. And look, you could tell they're friends because he did that. Tatis kind of saluted him like, oh, you got me. You could tell they're buddies. But you don't see outfielders do that. When they make a play like that, they celebrate right away. Hey, look, I got it. Look, for Julio Rodriguez to go, yeah, you know what? I'm going to act like I don't have this ball. That was cool. You don't see it anymore. Aaron Boone, by the way, apologized uh, last night, Scooter. Did you see that? I didn't. No. What do you have to say? Uh, he said he embarrassed the Boone family. Did you see uh, what the I Aaron read did? it. I did he not. He said I, he embarrassed I, the Boone family. He heard from other managers in the league. And, uh, uh, you know, he thought he kind of felt like Laz Diaz egged him on, kind of urged him to make a fool out of himself. And he goes, and I fell for the bait because I made a fool out of myself. So I give him credit. Look, he's not going to be the Yankee manager next year. And I said this when he got hired, and I'll stand by it. He's a Yankee manager because he hit one pinch hit playoff home run to beat the Red Sox and send the Yankees to the World Series. He was in the booth at ESPN, no managerial experience, no coaching experience, and all of a sudden he's the manager of the Yankees. He doesn't deserve to be the manager of the Yankees. He's not a good manager. He's not a good bullpen uh, manipulator. And I know they've had injuries. Aaron Judge was hurt, missed a month and a half. I get that. But they can't score. Rizzo's out now. They can't score runs. They did beat the White Sox 7-1 last night. But they, 
They're just not a very good team. Garrett Cole's a great pitcher. He got beat the other night on the two-run homer. He got beat 2-1. to one. They cannot score runs. And, look, Aaron Boone can't go to the plate bad. He can't go to the mound and pitch. But I don't know if Brian Cashman will be back. He's been there forever. The Lexington native as the Yankee general manager. David Ross, same thing here. You know what? Hit a home run in Game 7 of the World Series to help the Cubs win their first World Series in over 100 years. Terrific catcher. He was John Lester's personal catcher in Boston and Chicago for years. And then all of a sudden, he, had he was on ESPN too. one year in the booth, and he's the Cubs manager. I like David Ross because I'm a Cubs fan, <laughs> and he did help him win a World Series. So I'm sort of biased in that way. But it's still one of those things when he got the job, I just went, huh? These guys with no experience getting these jobs. What do you? No, I, I, do you I, I, I doesn't make I sense to it. me. It's better than recycling some of these old guys that have never done anything. I mean, isn't that I across mean, the board though in sports? I mean, you look at college yeah. basketball, all pro those basketball. guys with no Jawan Howard, yeah, pro basketball even, yeah. Jawan Howard of Michigan, Mike Woodson. Well, he had oh, been Mike a coach. Woodson was he had an been NBA coach. coach. Yeah. He yeah. was he had a lot of experience, but jo- um, well, Shire Jawan Howard had absolutely no experience. Well, Shire. Again, he at least he was a coach and not an AAU coach. Okay, those don't count. He was a coach under Coach K. He probably learned a lot. You know what? Kenny Payne was never a head coach. Mm-hmm. And now he, what happens? But you got, sometimes you got, I mean, you can't, you can't take guys that were head coaches all the time. There wouldn't you be any head coaches. You're right. And, you know, who, who wants to bring in Joe Madden again? Who wants to bring in, I hate to say this because I really think he's a good manager, Buck Martinez mm-hmm. or Buck uh, Showalter. Buck Showalter. It's not working with the Mets, that's for sure. You got a guy, retired, Bruce Bochy. Three World Series San Francisco, walks off into the sunset. Well, kind of limps off into the sunset, waving to everybody. This is great. The Rangers call and say, hey, we got uh, Seager, we got Simeon, we got, uh, we're going to get DeGrom. We got some good young talent here. Why don't you come on board? And Bruce Bochy looks at the roster and says, yeah, okay. And now they're in first place. So sometimes it does work out when you bring the old retreads back. Mm-hmm. Can I change the subject for a second on baseball? Sure. Kevin Brown. Did y'all talk about that? I talked today? about it yesterday. I, f- I figured you did. I, wanna, I do want to get your opinion. You are a radio broadcaster too. Uh, I want to get your opinion on the Kevin Brown situation in Baltimore. Um, that was karma last night, the Orioles losing. I'm sorry. The uh, grand slam in the ninth off the best one of the best closers in the game to beat you. That is somebody sending a message down from up above going, yeah, you really should have reinstate Kevin Brown. We'll talk about that and more, including hard knocks. Tony hasn't seen it, and I don't want to spoil it for him, but me and Scooter are going to talk about it. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears, Tony Burke in studio. You can join in on the conversation. Just dial up the Eminem Cartage hotline, 502 384 1450. If you'd like to add your two to eight cents worth, or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line as well, 502 414 Don't forget, Bats Baseball this afternoon, right here on the Big X. Louisville is in St. Paul to take on the Saints. 207 first pitch, 137. Set your clock, set your alarm on your uh, iPhone. 137 pregame with Nick Curran 
up in Minnesota. Um, preseason football ramps back up tomorrow. Two games in the NFL. And then, uh, a, is that Tony snoring? <laughs> a full slate on uh, Friday and Saturday this weekend. Uh, Deshaun Watson will start for Cleveland in Friday night's game if you are so inclined to watch what's going on. Or maybe you're such a degenerate that you bet preseason football. Just know Deshaun Watson's going to start for the Browns. Who can bet preseason football? Not me. There's Scooter? no way you can have any idea what, who's going to play. Oh, he looks guilty. I mean, I'm not saying I haven't done it in the past. <laughs> <laughs> not saying I actively do Will it. you bet a preseason game this weekend? Uh, if the Steelers aren't playing, then no. They're all playing. I think everybody's playing. Then probably, yeah. But Scooter, answer me this question. The reason you bet it is so you have more interest in the game, Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't care. Yeah, it's not about the money, right? Oh, my God. Friday night, Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. The uh, Steelers are two and a half at Tampa Bay. I can't believe we have spreads on preseason football games. Well, you know what? They know people will bet, and that's because, all they want. But, Tony, we always say Vegas doesn't – Vegas knows. Vegas doesn't even know. No, they're, they're, you have no idea. Am I you, wrong? They don't even know the names of the guys. They can, they can have people studying them, looking at them. They still wouldn't know. So <laughs> – I, I, that's just way out there for me. And it's hard to watch preseason football unless you have some people playing, maybe played for the college or whoever that you like. Golf playoffs start tomorrow with the FedEx St. Jude watch Classic. That. No Justin Thomas. He didn't make the top 75. That was incredible That's on disappointing. Sunday. He tried uh, to – he played in the 3M Open and he played this past weekend as well. Was that was the ending of that not so exciting? Uh, if, he, if he holes out there, he's in the top 70? Yeah, I didn't pay attention. Oh, okay. I, I was, you should go back and look. Yeah, I don't think so. He he needed a chip in to basically make the top I seven. I still got to watch the Johnny. You told me I got to watch the Johnny Manziel. I already yeah. watched it. It's great. I haven't seen that yet. I watched it yesterday when I got home we from the We need to coordinate a little yeah, we better should. before we have a show. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? Hey, Tony's talking about yeah, Hard Knocks. It. I haven't seen it. Hey, John, let's talk about Manziel. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Guess who's That's seen them both? Radio. Guess who's seen them both? Uh, did you finish quarterback? Yes, I did. Kirk Cousins. And we talked about this. His wife's number one. Yeah, out of the three. And Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, she's number three. I know you uh, probably disagree. Me and Scooter, I think, but uh, pretty much on it, the same It was page. like listening to her talk, no no offense intended. Well, actually, probably offense Yeah, intended. when you say no intent, that means there it is intent. It was like having a uh, drill just into the side of my brain very slowly. She's very loud. She's uh, She loves her some her. Um, but anyway – PGA playoffs start tomorrow, FedEx St. Jude Classic. Uh, Rory, Scheffler, and Rahm are basically the three co-favorites. If I said, Tony, you can have one of the, you can have those three guys or the field, not to win this week, but to win the FedEx Cup. I'd take those three. You take one so I mean basically you gotta no win, hesitation. You, you gotta win one three. of these tournaments to win the the FedEx Cup. All right. I take Rory. I just think he's playing better than everybody. Before we get to the Kevin Brown situation, let's go to the Eminem Cartage Hotline. He wants to chime in about his Reds. Uh oh. Hello, Ed. Tony saw your tweet. Uh, he doesn't think you're happy. No, I am not happy. Uh, last night, and my wife can attest to this. I believe they hit a home run in the seventh inning against. Uh, well, they tied it up two uh, two uh, or. 
Anyway. They, they took the 2-1 I, lead on the inside-the-park home run by Fairchild, I think. Right. That was ridiculous. It was, uh, it was a crazy Miami misplayed crazy the heck play. out of that. Yeah. And then he brings in uh, that wide spot. The big guy. Him, What's his name? Uh, no, he, uh, he was going to – he had uh, Diaz uh, warming up, and then he brought in uh, – but, but Ed Diaz anyway, is the ninth inning pitcher. He's not the eighth inning pitcher. Right, right, right. He brings in, and he's worn this poor guy out. Uh, and he brings him in to gives up a two-run home run game. You know from the eighth inning on that you're going to get the other teams. Lucas closer, Sims, right? Top, Lu- Lucas Sims. Lucas Sims. Why couldn't I think of Lucas Sims? And he, he, he goes one-third of an inning, and he's done. He has absolutely worn out not only him, but just about his entire bullpen. And ever since, my wife made a good point with this, ever since they signed him as an extension, the Reds are about five games under 500. Now, I don't know if that really has anything to do with it or not, but I think he's just, he's not a good manager of his bullpen. He's just warning out now. They are going to get some people back. Hunter Green is probably all oh, a week to 10 days or left. I did see him pitch for the bats on Saturday. He looked pretty good, and he looked... Uh, he he's got some good stuff. His ball is sharp, and you can tell he he can throw hard. When they get him back, that'll help. That means they can either take uh, uh, two of the guys. Uh, Are they going to get the Lodolo back? Is Lodolo coming back? I doubt back? it. I don't. I don't think so. They say yes, but I don't think so. If they got him back, then they'd be they'd be in good shape. I, they got a ton of relief. I thought he took Luke Weaver he, out too early yesterday, and I know Luke Weaver's ERA yeah. skyrocketed, but. Yeah, I, five I, I hits and one you. run in four and a third innings. He threw, eight, he threw eighty nine pitches, but I think they took him what? out too early. He puts Buck Farmer in, and he goes an inning and a third. He goes that because he walked a guy, and I could tell Buck Farmer was not happy with him. He takes him out. He didn't walk anybody. I mean, or he he took him out. He, he gave he, up. I guess he, he gave up one to, hit. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm left, gonna, I'm gonna agree. No, no hits. He gave up a run. I hey think guys, he, he hit a batter. I I'm gonna take Scooter's side here. Last night they pitched Weaver, Mole, Farmer, Sims, Cruz, and Law. That sounds just like a. That doesn't sound like a baseball pitchers. It sounds like a law office. <laughs> yeah, too many guys. Too many guys. <laughs> well, I will. I will say this. Cruz, uh, he was here for a while last year, a little bit this year on a rehab. He has improved tremendously. Struck out uh, the Cruz side. Has. It's one inning struck out he the has, side last night. He has improved tremendously, but guys, I'm telling you, uh, Spearsy, <laughs> yep. your Cubs are going to, I think they're going to do it. No, I, I just, no. There's something. no, no, I, no, I can't. no, no, I mean, Milwaukee's I'm too, halfway, too talented. I'm halfway off of jumping off the bandway. Halfway, not all the way. Oh, it, but halfway. When you Today, jump off, don't land on Scooter because he already <laughs> jumped off. And the Reds, Reds <laughs> missed the playoffs, right? At this point, I, no, I'm I'm halfway yes and halfway no. Okay. They're in a rain delay today. Yeah, just think of this for a minute. If they they beat the Marlins today, they it's take two out game. of three. They have a day off, and then they go to Pittsburgh. If you can't win three, two out of three in Pittsburgh, you're not going to win the playoffs. If they were to happen to lose all three or two out of three, I think that shows that, well, we're done. Ed, what about when they just played the Nationals? Oh, it was terrible. At was home. Horrible. At home. He got outmanaged so bad in that series. So are you finally agreeing with me that David Bell's got to go? Well, I kind of 
been that way the whole time. I no, just you have that. not. You argued with me when I said at the beginning well, no, of the year. Well, I, I, no, I agree with you. No, I, I agree with you. Now, your boy with the Cubs, uh, you weren't real happy with him. I'm not. I don't. I don't think he deserved to be a manager yet. I think he de- he deserved to go down and be a, a double A or triple A manager. Yeah. You know, some of these guys don't understand. And I know this is old school thinking, but some of these guys don't put in the the hours and the work and deserve to be major league managers. Aaron Boone is a case that I make all the time, but I think David Ross is the same thing. He was a TV guy for a year and immediately became manager of a major league baseball team. And I just think for some of these guys, it's too soon. In fact, for most well, of these guys, it's too soon. I, I agree with you. I, I agree. Uh, I mean, there's a ton of guys in, in minor league baseball that are managed, including uh, uh, Pat Kelly here. He's, gosh, he's almost like 1,700 wins in the minor leagues. I mean, some of these guys could obviously maneuver because they've been in the minor league so long, now say, well, we don't want a minor league manager. Well, okay, say the Reds get rid of David Bell, which they're not going to, and they're going to say Barry Larkin from the boots. That's what's going to well, happen. Same deal. That's what's, same deal. But that's, that, he's the next Reds manager. And does he deserve yeah, to be a manager? Probably not. But, I don't know. But he, that, it's more about relation, relation, relating to the players now. A lot of a lot of owners and GMs have gotten into the theory that it is better to have a, a young manager that relates to the players and who they are today. They're not the same kind of players that were in the game 30 years ago than to get an old crotchety Jack McKeon to come in. <laughs> you know what I mean? And manage the team that has no idea what these guys are doing off of the field, has no same interests as these players. It's better to go get a young guy. Whether it's right or wrong, that is the new major leagues, and that's what that's that's how they're hiring guys now. A lot of teams. well, kudos, kudos to uh, uh, Tony's the uh, Texas Rangers. There, they're they good. brought in the right guy. They that, brought that in guy. a a World Series champion manager who's proven that he knows how to do it with the right roster, and he's got a roster he liked. He took the job, and guess what? They're gonna win the West. I agree. I agree. I think, uh, if not the best, one of the best managers in baseball. There's no question about that. Yeah. Oh, do you agree? Those Giants yeah, well, teams, were, other, yeah, they were not overly talented. No, no. They were not but overly somehow talented. Somehow he managed them to. He managed him to three World Series titles and got the Padres. Barry Bonds didn't win a World Series in San Francisco. Remember that. He was not on those teams that Bruce Bochy coached. Managed. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, guys, I don't want to take all your time, but I, I had to call. I'm, I'm, I'm steaming about the Reds right now. Well, relax today, Ed. Get yourself an adult beverage. Wait through the rain <laughs> delay and get the Reds a win against Miami. And adult beverages don't help when you're dealing with the Reds, so don't <laughs> no, take that advice. No, they, <laughs> I go eat a cheeseburger or something. <laughs> I can say from experience, right, cheeseburgers and tacos help they a lot. They help a whole lot, John. And a lot oh. of cheeseburgers and a lot of tacos is my advice. <laughs> How about the nachos and cheese? Whatever, anything you want there. I got goulash <laughs> waiting at home for me. I'm ready. Pull them through, Ed. Oh, Thank my you, goodness. Oh, that, that'll be good. Thanks, that, Thank you, Edward. Good. I appreciate it. All right, dude. Have a good one. All right, Tony. Kevin Brown. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles, I talked about it yesterday. The play-by-play guy basically stated facts uh, in a pregame saying, you know what? 
We haven't been very good against Baltimore in uh, in no, Tropicana Field trop- or, or against Tampa Bay race. in Tropicana Field. They've beaten us three. We're three and eighteen against them in the last several series. We haven't won a series there since twenty seventeen. He didn't say anything that everybody didn't couldn't already research for themselves and didn't already know. He didn't say anything behind. He didn't say uh, the players are complaining about the manager. Nothing. And he gets suspended by obviously a thin-skinned owner in John Angelos. Um, I I got Scooter's opinion yesterday, and let's get yours on this. I, I watched it. They How put they, they put the graphics up. They did everything. He did not do it as a, a cut down. Nope. He didn't do it anyway. He was doing his job, and I think almost every announcer in Major League Baseball had a commentary on it on their. Uh, and, and and if you go look up Kevin Brown. Baltimore Orioles, and you're just interested in what it is. He just states just facts, and, and and he talks about how good they are this year. And he just talked about how, basically he didn't say they all oh, they were terrible. They were, I'm sick of watching them. He just he just read numbers how good the Rays were against them, and and then he gets suspended. And I mean, and he said, look, the Rays are not a bad team this year. It's not like the Rays yeah, are bad. We've beaten beat them, them two out of three in this series in in uh, Tampa, which we don't haven't done yeah. recently. That's basically all he said. And he also said, this is a really good Baltimore team we got. We, we haven't had this in a while, and this is a good team uh, that obviously at this point is going to make the playoffs, and he gets suspended. And yeah. I, and all the other play-by-play guys, to a man, I think, the yeah. next night came to his defense on their own broadcast. Mm-hmm. What is going on in Baltimore? This is ridiculous. Keep in mind, and uh, I, Michael Kay of the Yankees said it the best. These guys don't have unions. They don't have a union. It's up to the owner. Yeah, he has got carte blanche to say, that guy's out. But he can say, you know what, I think my brother would do a good job. I'm going to get rid of John John Miller. And I'm gonna he put, did that too. I, he did that too, John Angelos did. And I'm going to put, uh, put my brother in that spot who uh, never passed an English class. Yeah, it, it's just it's it, it was terrible. They have nothing. It, it was bad. There's there's no repercussions. And Brown did do three games during this suspension on the radio side, but no T was taken off the TV broadcast. And uh, I expect him to be back soon. These these owners aren't going to apologize for anything. Okay, they're owners of teams. They're they're above it. They don't think they need to apologize. Kevin Brown deserves an apology. He's not going to get one. But I do think he'll be reinstated oh, yeah. as soon as tonight, maybe. Um, all right, let's take a break. The Reds and Marlins will begin at 110 officially today as the tarp will be taken off the field. It's raining everywhere. I know you got a golf game tomorrow. Is it going to get rained out? Never know. Last week got I, rained I, out. I'm right? going to tell you what. Every time I think it's not going to rain somewhere, it rains. When I, rain I think the, the other way. Did you get rain at the lake? One hoe and 15 minutes on Monday, and we just sat with uh, blankets on our head. I Don't mean, the towels on our head. What did you have in your hand, though? Uh, it was an a, ice cold it, beer. It was a glass. Oh, oh. <laughs> By the way, Tony. The supposed, brown water. Nice. Supposed to get uh, one to three inches of rain today, so don't hold out hope for golf only tomorrow. tomorrow. You never yeah. know, Scoot. You never know. That's true. What's the uh, percentage? A lot. It's like seven. Very high. It's like okay. seventy. That means there's a thirty percent. There is a massive storm coming this way. You're getting, you're going to get fired if you keep uh, being negative about yeah. the, uh, <laughs> about the weather. Put him on suspension. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. I'll talk a little hard knocks. Don't even uh, might have to sit this episode out. We'll also revisit quarterback 
which was a great series on Netflix, and uh, finish that up as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Evan Cardin, John Spears, Tony Burke in studio, along with Scooter Dingus. It is the final segment of the show. The Thornton's text line is still open, 502-414-1450 to get your text into the show. Texter says, why does Brett McMurphy have Louisville ranked 16th? Well, I didn't know he did, and if that's accurate, I don't. I, I have no answer for you. They're picked, they were picked by the media to finish eighth in the ACC. So either the ACC is above average strong, which I don't think it is, or Brett McMurphy is going out on a big old Jeff Brom limb. Look, the over-under is eight and a half. Vegas knows what they're doing. Um, they're going to be favored in – now, they're not going to be favored in every game. I know I, there was one matrix – that had them favored in every game as of right now, even over Notre Dame, even over Miami and Miami, even over Pitt at Pitt, even over Kentucky. I, I get it. But they're not going to be favored over Notre Dame. They're going to be 4-0. Notre Dame's going to be coming to Cardinal Stadium, Tony, but they're not going to be favored over Notre Dame. I can't imagine. They're not going to be favored over Miami down at Miami. And I doubt that they'll be favored at Pittsburgh. Or versus Kentucky. The, the beauty is if you're a Louisville fan – I know you want great games. I know you want to play top-level ABC, NBC, CBS games. But you don't have Clemson on the schedule. You don't have North Carolina and, Dr and Drake May on the schedule. You don't have Florida State on the schedule. That's a good thing in Jeff Brown year one. Enjoy it. Yes, you have to go to the home opener when it's Murray State. Okay. Suck it up. It's a blackout. You get to go to Atlanta if you want to and uh, visit Desmond Ritter while you're down there watching the uh, the Cards play Georgia Tech in the Mercedes-Benz Dome. You get to go to Lucas Oil Stadium and watch the Cards manhandle a bad Indiana team. Sorry, Scooter. Truth is truth. You get to, you know, you got, you don't have great home games. I'll give you that. Notre Dame makes the schedule worth the schedule at home. And Kentucky. At home. 16th in the country. Do you get points because you're beating bad teams? Because they're playing some bad teams. Boston College, Georgia Tech, Indiana, Murray State. That's just to name a few. All right, you've reached your quota on Virginia Indiana Tech. slander. All right, I'm done for the day. Go go Hoosiers. <laughs> uh, did you see the, the fires in, in Maui? No. Going down Main Street? That's tragic. It is awful. People are, there are 12,000 people that live in this small community. They're jumping in the ocean. Really? I'm not making that up. It's awful. The Maui Gym Invitational uh, is coming up in November. Tennessee, Syracuse, Purdue, Gonzaga, Kansas, Chaminade, UCLA, and Marquette. Look it up, Scooter. Maui fires. And get back with me. Oh, I'm on it. All right, Hard Knocks started last night. It's the 32nd year. Can you believe that, Tony Burke? 32nd year of Hard Knocks? Wow. I don't know when I discovered I, I, it. I, I, I didn't I have HBO I promise you forever. I didn't discover it in year one. 
I didn't have HBO back in the day, so I didn't watch it. And it's the New York Football Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. It opens with Joe Namath running off the field with his number one up in the air after the Jets won Super Bowl three. That's the last time the Jets were relevant. All right, that's mean-spirited. That's the last time the Jets made it to a Super Bowl. That's just factual. The Jets owner, Woody Johnson, he can't fire me for saying that because I'm just stating a fact. It was all about Aaron Rodgers. Okay, it was 92% about Aaron Rodgers, episode one. And it's just like the Lions last year. When you watched Hard Knocks and the Detroit Lions last year, if you're any kind of a fan, you fell in love with Dan Campbell. Am I wrong about that? Nope. The goal yesterday in episode one, and maybe it'll change, was to show you the different fun-loving, good side of Aaron Rodgers, who doesn't have problem with the media. Not the Aaron Rodgers who's contentious at press conferences, who wants to be left alone, just leave me alone. It showed the fun Aaron Rodgers, teaching Zach Wilson some things, having fun with his new offense coordinator, his old friend Nathaniel Hackett, having fun with the head coach. It showed Aaron Rodgers and and. Every time he'd throw a ball, they'd show one of his teammates, go, man, this guy's good. They'd look at each other. Oh, we haven't seen that in a while. Now, maybe that made Zach Wilson feel a little bad because he's standing right next to Rodgers when they're saying it. But it was all it was the Aaron Rodgers show last night. And guess what? If the goal is to like Aaron Rodgers more, it's kind of like Kirk Cousins in the quarterback, quarterback uh, docuseries on Netflix. All of a sudden you go, hey, I like this guy a little bit more. It did work last night. I don't know if it'll keep working. Aaron Rodgers was very accessible. We we wondered aloud because the Jets said they didn't want hard knocks to come. Aaron Rodgers was very giving in this first episode. He was funny. He was having fun with his teammates. He was joking around with Liv Schreiber. Liv Schreiber is the voice. He he kept calling him Aaron Rodgers. Voice of God. Aaron Rodgers kept calling him the voice of God. Uh, Now, John Facenda is the voice of God. Oh, and Schreiber said that. The late, great John Facenda, who narrated all of those NFL films, is truly the voice of God. That was one of my favorite parts of the episode is when Rodgers was telling his teammates, that's that's the voice of God. Go talk to him. Go go introduce yourself. Go get him. (laughs) And and Zach Wilson and the other two quarterbacks were like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. No, we're good. No. <laughs> even even Hackett was like, I'm good. Yeah, and Rodgers was like, no, no, you gotta go talk to this guy. He's the voice of God. He's, He's just trying to fit in. If you don't know who Liv Schreiber is, he was uh, what was the show on uh, Showtime where he was the mm. t- rough and tumble private eye guy. That was great. But he was in Scream. He was the guy that was accused of the killing in Scream. He's been in a ton of movies. And he's been narrating this thing for a bunch of years now. Not 32, but a bunch of years. He's never been on camera, and he's never been at the facility. But it's New York. They're in New Jersey. They brought him in in a helicopter, which I, and he actually said, I wanted to drive, but HBO thought it would be more dramatic if they brought me in in a helicopter. And the players' reactions to that oh, was they're great. Like, hey, it's a helicopter. Who could this be? Who could this be? Is it Rihanna? Who's coming in here? <laughs> No, no, it's uh, some guy that none of you know except Aaron Rodgers, who's 39 years old. Uh, Liv Schreiber was great. I'm going to hold this football. Nope, somebody might hit me. I'm going to put it <laughs> down right here very slowly so nobody hits me. He was great. 
Uh, Robert Sala was good. Mm-hmm. I liked Robert Sala. Um, Nathaniel Hackett, who was just destroyed recently by Sean Payton in the media, uh, the former Denver head coach, but also former Green Bay offense coordinator with Aaron Rodgers. He was good. He's high strung. How about when they were playing the pylon game, he trying to distract strung. each other? That yeah. was funny. Oh, I know. They Those hit Hackett the with a Sean Payton. The quarterbacks stand about three-quarters of the way down in the side of the uh, end zone, throw into the far pylon. The goal is to knock the pylon off. You get one, you you two get one. points if you hit it in the air, one point on the bounce. And one point if you if the ball bounces. But it's like basketball, Tony, where you can try to distract you your opponents so, like by saying something crude. So Hackett's throwing one, and somebody says, Sean Payton. <laughs> oh, man. And then at one, at one point at the end of the um, – when the lights were out on the preseason game against Cleveland, Rogers sitting on the bench looks at his teammates. Did you fart? <laughs> I love HBO. HBO's the best. But hype is hype, and that's what this show is. This show is all about hype. Last year, we thought the Detroit Lions were going to go to the Super Bowl after hard knocks. They almost made the playoffs. They were a lot better than they'd been in years. Now the Jets is it's Super Bowl or bust here, Tony. It's Aaron Rodgers. They got they got a great defense led by Sauce Gardner. Man, was, watching Sauce and Garrett, cool. Garrett Wilson was Go a lot at of it fun. And practice yeah. was great. Uh, and Sauce Gardner graduating from the University of Cincinnati, going back there to walk across the stage. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, but what was Nick Van Exel doing there? He's a former Cincinnati. He's a Cincinnati guy. And he was dressed in a gown though, like he was walking cap and gown. I think he's just one of the handshakers. Gotcha. Um. But we like Cousins more now, and I think we're, the goal here is to like Aaron Rodgers more. You'll watch it, I'm sure, Tom. Yeah, I, I'll probably watch it today. It was great. It was a great first episode. And and the good part about this first episode is there was actually a game. Mm-hmm. The Browns and Jets played in the Hall of Fame game, so you got to see that. The Jets had a two-score lead and, and blew it at the end, but you got to remember. And then you had Chaz Surratt, Scoots, the linebacker that nobody knows who he is. He intercepts a pass, and you got Sal on the sideline going, I love this guy. This is my <laughs> guy. He's probably a fifth, sixth, seventh round draft choice. Not This is what's beauty, beautiful about hard knocks. Ah, he's probably not going to make the team. No. And now we're going to watch for five weeks to see if Chaz Surratt, former quarterback who's now a linebacker, if he makes the New York. Oh, that's all it is, is six weeks? I think it's five weeks. Really? Yeah. See, I've, I don't know what to expect because I've never watched one yeah. of these. So it's his. It's his. Uh, he's virgin land with uh, hard knocks. He's yeah. never seen it. Well, you don't know what he's it. missing. You, you never know, Scooter. Rogers. Rogers like pulled it? me in. Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like that from behind the scenes? Do you watch Winning good. Time with the Lakers yet? See, no, and I was told over the weekend one? I need to. I didn't watch the first one. Oh, go back and watch it. It's kind of. I tell Scooter, it's campy. It's silly. They talk to the camera. You know, it's. Some of the stuff is really unbelievable. You go, that eh, probably didn't happen. <laughs> but it's entertaining. entertainment value is there. I can't stop watching it. Winning time, the Lakers, rise of the Lakers dynasty. The guy that got playing Larry Bird, he he doesn't look like a shooter. You don't see a whole lot, but he looks like Larry Bird. They they did the casting, they did good with getting these guys. Norm Nixon's son plays Norm Nixon. Which I think is great. Thank you for joining me for a ridiculous episode. <laughs> You're welcome. Back at it tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. I heard it. I heard it on the X.